0: Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 145. Ted Lasso, I'm rooting for you. Recorded live on Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode, a whole lot of entertainment chunk, as much as the last one, some things I'm doing with my life, and uh, something more, maybe not, we'll see. Uh, we're looking forward to a shorter episode than, than usual, uh, or as usual as I like to make it. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are a plethora of podcasts out there for you to listen to, and uh, we'll get right down to it as soon as the music stops. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host Julio from New York. This is episode 145. Ted Lasso, I'm rooting for you and we're recording it on a Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. I'm going to try to get this done as soon as possible. Make it a short one because there is the uh, European Championship League game happening tonight. It's the finals. It's uh, um, Paris Saint-Germain against uh, Bayern. So I'm trying to get more into the FIFA. And uh, this is my, my my entry point, I guess, into it. So we'll see. I'm, I'm rooting for Paris Saint-Germain. They, they have two of my favorite uh, athletes in there. Where They have, um, what's his name, Neymar and Mbappe. So I'm rooting for those two guys. Anyway, about myself, let's see. So uh, in the last episode I mentioned it took me five weeks to lose uh, two pounds. Well, I've since then lost another two. So I'm back to the the initial four that I lost in the beginning of all this. So I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about that. I'm back down to 244. And, um, you know, only took six weeks. So divide that by uh, uh, six and uh, what, four? Well, you know, less, it's still less than a pound a week, but, you know, we're getting there. Uh, and I'm still getting used to uh, looking in the camera because uh, I don't usually record video. But this is episode two that I'm recording via video and making it into audio and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a learning curve for me. I'm more of a, you know, I have a face that's made for radio, as they say, or podcasting, in my case. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a fun experiment. Anyways, part of the reason why I'm, I'm losing a, uh, a lot more weight uh, more now than I was um, when I started the whole intermittent fasting is, like I said, I I, I need to add, add um, increase my exercise uh, time. I used to I would just do 30 minutes of exercise a day, thinking that's enough, and apparently for my case, it wasn't. Uh, so I'm averaging roughly 50 minutes to an hour a day, um, and I'm using this app by the company who makes uh, Lose It. I think they're called um, they're called Fit Now. That's the name of the company, and I used to use the Lose It app many many years ago when I was like keeping track of all my meals, uh, as well as my exercise routine and all that stuff. And um, they've since made a comp- uh, an app called Challenges, and in that app you can uh, make a you know make teams of four people. And so there's a couple of coworkers uh, that I'm in a team with. And uh, we, 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 you know, the company started a matchup last month for the last two weeks. Uh, And we so that's how we started. And ever since we just continued doing it on our own and it's getting a little competitive. So there's this one person. So it's easy because I'm so fat and heavy, you know, like I would joke around that just, you know, getting out of bed, just rolling out of bed, I would immediately lose you know, 40, pound, 40 calories, uh, so I'd immediately get 40 points just for rolling out of bed, Un- unlike everyone else would have to like, sweat an hour to do so. And anyway, uh, I guess that, that uh, approach has made me a little lackadaisical, and uh, there was like four days where I didn't exercise at all. And so there was this one person who started at the bottom of our group, and she's been slowly creeping up ahead of us, and she actually snuck in front of me. So that got me into a competitive spirit. So these last three days, um, well, two days, today's, a, yeah, no, today's number day three. I've been averaging an hour and a half of exercise a day and work and, and, war, and um, you know, just, just, just going full throttle on my exercising to try to not only regain the, the number two spot, but maybe uh, usurp the first, the number one spot as well on my team and uh, and just, you know, s- uh, establish it and make it so no one can, can topple me over again. And uh, so it's funny because like, so I would do, like I said, an hour and a half and um, I'd be on top of her, but with like a small, because she was so ahead, she snuck up front of me and she ended up making this substantial lead without me realizing until uh, it was too late. That every time I would I would surpass her, she would then, you know, I would wake up the next day and because she did a little extra stuff at night, she would once again take the lead, but now the lead would be smaller. So it started out with like a 30-point lead to a 14-point lead. Uh, this morning it was a six-point lead. So every so every day I've been taking my spot back, the number two spot, and then I would wake up and once again she snuck in front of me um, because, you know, she had more time to whatever. She, she stays up later than me. And... Um, and uh, now she's ahead of me by like six points so today for sure i'm gonna do the one hour and a half uh to take my spot and uh she's not gonna get in front of me if she does no she's not if anything i'll be ahead of her by single digits and i am going to continue that that uh tradition if not 90 minutes at least an hour a day because she's not doing more than an hour a day not not regularly Uh, i plan to do that this next the rest of this week and on my days off uh, 90 minutes. Every, so so that's the plan. Every every day off I have 90 minutes. Uh, on when I'm working, 60 minutes. So I'm gonna walk like 30 minutes in the morning, and then do a 30 minute workout after after work, uh, to maintain that that uh 60 minute total uh workout time. And um, I mean it's and and take my spot. But more importantly, outside of that silly competitive thing, that's really more in my head. I don't think she's uh she didn't at least she hasn't directly voiced her competition with me, um, this is more me mentally psych- psyching myself up. It, it's fun, it's motivating, and it's getting me to exercise more so I can get in shape, and that has also helped in me losing the weight because I'm I'm being more active than normal and uh, pushing myself. And so it's fun to have this little challenging going on, and uh, the Challenges app is definitely part of that uh, step on, uh, that I'm using, part of my regimen to... Uh, to lose weight on top of uh intermittent fasting and you know just trying to avoid junk food where i can anyways um that's really all i have to say about myself actually there's not much else uh the news i haven't really been paying too much attention to like why why would i put myself through that if i don't have to it's just uh, it's just a lot of sad stuff out there but um I mean, there's some bundle apps. There's some TV bundles going on with Apple TV. You get CBS and Showtime for like $9.99. Uh, Verizon is doing a little bundle with uh, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. And um, yeah, so there's, there's there's some TV bundle things going out there, but uh, nothing I'm adding to my already um, to my plans currently because I'm I'm paying for Spectrum, so I have t- live TV, so to speak, with DVR and uh, I have video on demand there. I have my Amazon Prime, my Hulu. I already pay a, a year salary, a year upfront on Amazon, Disney Plus. So that's all I need. I don't need anything else. That's more than enough. Uh, Netflix, I don't need right now. Hulu, ESPN. I already I have ESPN on, on Spectrum. So there's that. Anyways, let's get right on it. Let's get on with the entertainment chunk. Okay, now the entertainment chunk. So I saw a couple of movies um, since the last episode. I saw uh, one. W- uh, I, I rewatched What Women Want, and I believe in a previous episode I spoke about the remake, What Men Want, with um, Tracy Morgan and um, oh crap, the actress's name escapes me. Uh, she was in um, this other show that I used to watch, which uh, I can't remember now, and she's on The Empire so that actress tahari Tajari jackson or some some name like that um you know she had the ability to to he- hear men's voices and stuff and and she used that she was a sports agent anyway this is the original movie what met what women want with uh helen hunt and mel gibson very chauvinistic sexist uh movie which uh, what what men want kind of was anyway it still played to those uh sexist um stereotypes. But anyways, let's talk about the original. The original is very chauvinistic. Um, It was made in an earlier time in the early 90s, I believe. Um, And it's about Mel Gibson. He works for an ad company and um, obviously he's a ladies man. His wife, his mom was a showgirl, a Las Vegas showgirl. So that's the environment that he grew up in. And so, you know, Frank Sinatra was his music of choice. So you can already get the his his uh, his idea of uh, women very 1950 ish stereotypes. Anyways, he's a ladies man, he's a player, uh, divorced, has a daughter who was in that show blacklist, you know, she, obviously, she's, she's an adult now. But anyways, um, I remember enjoying it a lot more the first time around. But again, Early different time, I was a lot younger 20 years younger, I want to say, and uh, it was cute. I'm watching it again and uh, I'm seeing it with you know newer Me Too movement eyes or whatever. And yeah, the women there were definitely not in a uh, portrayed in a good light, even Helen Hunt's character, who was a little more uh, outspoken for your traditional woman or whatever, and somehow won Mel Gibson over. Um, it's still an okay it's an okay romantic comedy as romantic comedies go. Uh you know they they took a twist in that he sort of took the uh, in in the end he sort of took the woman's role in being saved by a woman and the woman took the man role in saving him so to speak but he ended up without a job, you know he ended, spoiler alert he's unemployed at the end of the show, of the movie because he tried to steal her job in the first place, but he admitted it and uh, let her take it. And then he thought he was just going to keep uh, his Kerman position instead of getting the promotion that was hers. And instead she fires him. But you know, we can still have a relationship, right? We can still date regardless of me firing you. And of course, because I love you. So let's, you know, let's still make the best of it. Despite professionally, our, our relationship, our professional relationship being, you know, fire and ember. Anyways, it's, a, you know, whatever it is, it's a, it's a silly rom-com film. Uh, it's not for the PC minded. If you're a PC, correct. I don't, I don't recommend you watch it. If you're a little more flexible with the comedy and you acknowledge the time period that it was written in, uh, probably written by men and directed by men and so forth, then, uh, yeah, it's, it's an okay watch. It's not the worst film in the world, but definitely above, you know, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of uh, Twilight. But uh, it, it's, you know, it's not the greatest romantic film ever made either. And the other um, ro- uh, comedy, it wasn't a rom-com, it was just a regular comedy film that I saw. Uh, I actually saw it last night. I finally got around to it. It's an Amazon movie. It's called uh, Late Night with uh, Mindy Kaling and um, Emma Thompson, and it's, of course, a film about late-night TV. Specifically, specifically, uh, Emma Thompson's character, she's this uh, female late-night show host whose uh, show has been uh, sort of uh, not doing well in the ratings. It's been sliding. It's been slumping the past few decades. I think they were sort of basing her on Dave Letterman because the the color schemes of it all is very David was very late show with David Letterman esque. Now of course late show with Stephen Colbert, but anyways, and 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 the place where the film what the the location sort of looked like kind of like Ed Sullivan Theater or whatever, not quite, but it was kind of like it. Uh, so yeah, I think they were basing a little bit off of David Letterman, especially the whole situation about having a relationship with a a member of the staff because Letterman was accused of that in the news, I believe a while back uh, bef- way you know many many years after he retired anyway but so it took parts of that show and um him his his contempt for uh more popular stuff you know he's known he was known for that like not really being good with the hip stuff because you know he was an older man and you know he had he had his own sense sens- sensibilities and he was a little cantankerous so Emma Thompson, was definitely ca- her character was definitely molded from that archetype. Um, But anyway, her show is is slumping. Obviously, they had to take a more feminist approach because, well, she's a woman, she's not a man. And um, but apparently she's a woman who hates women because she did not hire have any women in the writing staff. It was all white men, all white men with uh, well, most of them all Ivy League educated white men. So very stereotypical um, uh, homogeneity or whatever you want to say about the, uh, the work environment and uh, here comes Mindy Kaling who came in ver- via a very unorthodox way because she worked at a chemical plant and through the chemical plant, because the company owned the media company that owned the show, she sort of weaved her way through that and there was like an experience program that you can um, apply for anything through the company. And with that, she somehow used that opportunity to get a writing gig here at this uh, company. And she just, you know, applied at the right time because, you know, she was made known. Emma Thompson's character was made known. Yeah. You don't have any female on your female writers on your staff. So how do you expect to be diverse in your opinions when it's all written by white men? And, uh, so they hired her to fit the, uh, to the multi, the, what do you call it? Diversity quota, or whatever you want to call it. And, um, Turns out she's actually not bad as a as a writer. She has good ideas. She eventually starts showing her medal. And um she over time helps change Emma Thompson's uh way of doing things because she challenged her, unlike anyone else. And um also her, you know. Anyway, I don't want to spoil the movie for you. It's a it's a nice, it's a nice comedy film. This was af- definitely better than what women want. It's smartly written obviously um it was written by Mindy Kaling so it makes sense that it was the women in the show in the movie were were better written in this as it was written by a woman uh especially the the main character uh Mindy Kaling was uh the one who wrote it and produced it and all that stuff and i think there was a female director and so but as films go it's still obviously it couldn't really Delve too much into the inner workings of the writing staff so, so a lot of the characters were more two-dimensional than, than they than they could be. but it's a two-hour film. you can't really do much in that small period of time other than you know a main a main storyline and and that was the most important part the, the development the, evo- the evolution of the talk show host that Emma Thompson's character uh, was uh, and her relationship with John Litgow, her husband. It was a good film. I, I definitely recommend it. Now, as the title, the subtitle of the show, Ted Lasso, I definitely want to talk about the Apple TV show, Ted Lasso. It's my new favorite TV show. I'm all caught up. I think it was only six episodes so far. It's about this guy, this uh, Kentucky um, football coach. And by football coach, I mean NFL football, American football. And uh, he uh, brought a... Uh, like Division Three or Division Two Kentucky team to uh, higher um, esteem than they were. He made them win the uh, and the championship for for their division, uh, and they've never done it before that. And um, this lower tier British club. Um, football club fifa football now we're talking soccer where you actually use your feet well we we call it soccer but that's real football as you're using your feet in the game um they hire him as the new coach of their their club they call them clubs over there instead of teams um and you find out the reason why is that the the new owner of the team the ex-wife of the former owner um actually wants to know knows that this team, this club uh, is her husband's like prize jewel. So she took that in the settlement. And she wants to basically burn it to the ground, uh, just to spite him. And um, what better way than to get a guy to coach the team coach a sport he's never coached before. But uh, that aside, Ted Lasso played by Jason Sudeikis who apparently helped create this character originally for like NBC an NBC Sports thing and uh, he ended up, he ended up wanting to develop this to more into a, an actual show and he finally got this chance with with uh, Apple TV Plus. He um Ted Lasso has this like love of coaching to an absurd degree uh and just this uh glass always full mentality that Makes him lovable. He has the he has this country bumpkin charm. He makes like these you know Phil Doctor Phil type stories, um, and and he just has this optimism and, and love of of human connection, and uh, just he's sort of a very pure of heart kind of character, and um, but not not too overly done. So it's it just the, the right blend of that, and a little bit of um, shrewdness. you you, which you do see um in in some of the some of the actions that he does that but there is still this level of naivete in him as well that um you 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 root for the guy you want him to do well um and even there was this uh british uh journalist who's very um cantankerous and snobbish and he wanted to think the worst of him he had he had a uh, an exclude in one of the episodes he had a um exclusive one-to-one with him he got to um he got to be with the team for a day and and with the coach and and see how he works and whatever and and uh ted lasso's character well jason daco's character ted lasso won him over at the end at the end of it all when he wrote his article uh he said like yeah this guy has no experience of football he actually doesn't he he actually says he doesn't believe in he doesn't care about wins or losses um he cares about building the, uh, the foundation of the person that these athletes, uh, that he would like these athletes to become, you know, he, he, treats them as children that he wants to raise, so to speak. Um, and, and he'll eat at an Indian restaurant when he never ever ate at an Indian restaurant ever in his life, but because he met the guy who, you know, works at the restaurant and he wants to put on a good face and he'll, he'll risk his own stomach to put on a good face. Um, you know he did all these things. Um, that the guy was like, yeah. Um, at the end of it all, I have to say, um, I won't. I won't gloat when he's gone. Uh, I'm gonna root for him. He 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 won me over. So I recommend you watch the show. It's really it's a really smartly written comedy. Every you know just about every character there is lovable. There's this one jerk of a of a, a athlete who you Jamie is the character's name who you definitely don't root for. He's the one guy you definitely have complete disdain for because he's just so narcissistic. Uh, he's a typical frat jock, bully, uh, prima donna type of guy uh, with very high insecurity issues. You can tell uh, who's only good at, a, at this sport. And, and so that's where he he, he builds himself up into the, over, uh, around this talent. And if he didn't have that talent, he would have nothing. So he hides these insecurities uh, with this uh, arrogance, um, a way of uh, this swagger that he that you know that he um, portray, you know portrays himself to everybody. So you don't see his inner workings or whatever. And then there's this other guy, an older an older player, which is where that guy will become. So you got you got you got You get to see the the early stages of the jock and the later stages of the jock. And so you have this older guy who's who's still a hothead. Uh, But he remembers being sort of a prima donna jerk when he was younger, and obviously he matured, and now he's past his prime. So now he's just a hothead. Um, But he's gotten wiser with age, of course. But he's still, obviously, because of his hotheadedness, he still has a a lot to um, grow. (laughs) Uh, He has definitely room for uh, improvement and uh, personal growth. Uh, And Ted Lasso wants to... uh, wants to mold him, wants to help uh, bring out his best in him. Uh, and then, of course, you have his, uh, his, who he calls Coach, his um personal assistant, or uh, I, I don't know, I guess he's his defensive or offensive coordinator. Um, he calls him Coach, and that's his confidant. Uh, he's the one who actually does, he studied, he at least studied, he reviewed the game, so he knows the basics of the game. Uh, unlike Ted Lasso, who doesn't, Ted Lasso goes by his hunches and what he wants, and Coach builds the game plan around what the coach uh, wants so and and of course you have the female owner who who's trying to undo or or, or, or to make sure the Lasso is the failure that she wants him to be because uh, that's what she wants she wants a, a miserable season to to throw that in her ex-husband's face um, but, uh, Ted was making it hard for her to want to do that. Cause you know, he's such a sweetheart. You, you, you don't want to be mean to this nice guy who's nice to you, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, I recommend it. Check it out. So, uh, th- for my lunchtime, uh, I was watching Cheers, but, uh, when I have time to spend more than 30 minutes to watch something, I, uh, and I really don't want to commit to a, to an arc of any kind. I just want to watch something silly. It used to be world of dance, but, The show's over we watched it we got to enjoy the uh the finale and you know who won and everything so now we're watching this silly show by uh uh, abc called to tell the truth with anthony anderson as the host where you have a bunch of celebrity panelists um question these three people who say the same thing you know like i'm a um i'm a real life ghost hunter let's say and then you have to you know, with your questions, find out which of the three people is actually the real ghost hunter and which of the two are the liars. It's a fun show. It's a silly show. And uh, yeah, there's not much investment involved needed. So if, like if I stop watching it, it won't matter. If I watch it, it's fun. So, you know, it's a win-win. So we check it out and uh, we've been watching it. It's, it's a fun, silly show. I recommend it if you, you know, for uh, if you're into game shows, it's not a bad one to, to, to uh, waste your time on. And of course, now there's two animes that I've been watching, that I've started watching. I finished one. Uh, the one that I'm about to mention, I already finished. The ones in the last episode I mentioned, I've already finished. So uh, the one I just finished yesterday is called Knights and Magic. Apparently it was around for a few years. Uh, it's a mecha uh, anime, which I really don't watch too many of. I'm not really a big fan of mecha. Big O was like the last one that I really watched. But the difference about this one to the to, to most mecha shows uh, is that... It's also a Nisekai. It's a second life kind of show. And so this guy in modern time, Japan or whatever, he was a huge time otaku. Uh, or, you know, that's the Japanese word, I guess, for like uh, geek or dweeb or nerd. And his um, geekism, his his uh, his uh, hobby, his his interest that made him a, an, an otaku was mecha. Mecha toys. He bought a bunch of model... Uh, robot toys that he would always build up and whatever, and, and he just would go crazy about that. But he was also big. He was also a great computer programmer for his company. Anyway, he gets killed in a car accident. Some guy runs a red light, runs him over, kills him. And he wakes up in this magical land where uh, apparently there are these meccas, these mecca knights. They call them silhouette knights that are run. Their their, their energy source is magic so you use your magical ability your mana to uh to fuel these uh these mecha, mecha knights, so to speak but of course there's an extra like there's an engine in these knights that um is part of the whole process to get them running i, th- I think it was called an ether uh engine or something like that I, I don't remember anyways uh just finished watching it it was it was a fun fun anime I wouldn't mind if there was a second season because uh, it does seem like there's a, a much bigger story to be told. the the main, the, the, the main build out of the first uh, the the first season was definitely uh, a beginning point of uh, where the show was going and um, and, and I mean it had a, it had a close it, for you know it had a nice beginning and end you know so it's a nice closed tale in its, in itself for the story that it told because uh, it was a big battle. Uh, between this uh dominating kingdom that wanted uh for whatever reason they decided they wanted to be um a superpower they wanted to be the one empire to rule all empires and of course uh they lost because they were in the back they were in the bad they were the bad guys and uh the the main character um i think his name was Ethan at chevalier he uh he just uh, was uh, able to build better knights, and he had better war strategies to uh, to outdo the bad guys or whatever. So I recommend it. Check it out if you if you can. It's called Knights and Magic. And of course, the next one I haven't finished it yet, and it's not that it's um it's not as good as this other anime that I watched um, with the similar theme with the same theme, I should say. The the one I'm talking about right now is called Isekai, Isakaya. So Isakai is in the name, but it's slightly um, a misnomer because it's not about a second life so much as uh, I mean, there is another world involved, but it's about a restaurant whose front door opens to another world. But they're actually in modern Japan, but but their front door opens to another world, Uh, a, a different like magic like middle medieval type world, fantasy type world, except you haven't seen any, you don't see any uh, fantastical creatures or anything. You just see humans, knights, and noblemen, and that's all that they showed. And they're, and they're and these are 14-minute episodes, so not, they're not your standard 30-minute Japanese um, episodes. Um, and it's okay. It's fun. It's, it's fine. And then, of course, so it's actually a 12-minute... Ch- uh, no, it's a 14-minute episode total maybe a 10-minute story and then a four-minute second half uh, where they talk about actual Japanese cuisine um, around Japan Um, but it's reminiscent of this other anime called restaurant to another world and it's about a restaurant that every Saturday the door opened up to uh, a different part of this uh, fantastical world where you have your dragons and your beastmen and your war your you know your wizards and you know actual fantasy fantasy type characters and uh you have a dragon working in that restaurant and of course also a uh, a demon girl and that came out before that was the original one um and that one i loved cuz i mean you really loved the characters and um it was 30 minute long episodes and it was slice of life it was it was uh it was a slice of life story uh anime and yeah, I um, I love that one a lot more than than this other one. This other one's okay. It's not it's not it's not great, and it's almost the same story every every time, which makes it even like worse. Like cause, you know, because everyone loves beer, cold beer. Like oh my god, and they call it what's on tap. It's silly. It is what it is. But uh, you know, I'm watching it. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no Ted Lasso. Uh, of the of everything that I've uh, that I mentioned, Ted Lasso is definitely the best thing uh, <laughs> of my entertainment junk, and uh, hence the reason why I called the show that. But um, if you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at uh, JulioFromNY at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to my webpage JulioFromNewYorkShow.com. Go to the contact section there and uh, write, on, write on the contact form there. And of course, I'm on Twitter at JulioFromNY. So uh, until next time, thank you for listening.